everyone and welcome to Stutter Conversation, the podcast. This is a safe space where we will talk all things stuttering and communication. So this episode is part two of a conversation with Martha Speech. If you haven't yet listened to part one, make sure to catch that episode which is already uploaded. Um, this episode we delve into questions from our followers um, and questions that I had that my I and my parents had when we first found out I have a stutter. Um, so I hope you all enjoy this episode and make sure to let me know in my DMs. Um, my links are down below in the description and make sure to follow um, Martha's speech um, and her links will be down in the description as well. Um, and also if you can please leave a review um, as well. I'll just help with the episode analytics if you want to call it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I hope you all enjoy um, and let me know. Thank you. Bye everyone. Um, I also wanted to, I also asked my mom before this, um, what what some of the questions she had, um, Mm. when she first found out that I had a startup, what were the kind of the questions that, um, she wanted to know before starting speech pathology? Um, and so a lot of, I think a lot of parents ask this as well, but, um, I guess the number one thing is, will stuttering go away? Yeah, that's always a hard conversation. And uh, we know for um, for early childhood that there's a chance that stuttering might not persist. Um, but for the kids that I'm working with, um, generally stuttering will stick around. Um, it's, it's generally yeah. um, going to be a part of their lives. And I think um, I think being honest is really important. But I think also asking, um, kind of turning around to the parent and saying, but what do you need to know about stuttering now? Um, yeah. And making sure that you um, provide just enough information so that your mom or whoever's asking would have the answers to their immediate questions, but that they don't feel overwhelmed. Um, yeah. I think also when parents ask me questions like that, um, it's usually a signal that they would really benefit from meeting some other parents of um, kids who stutter. And so I usually follow up with, um, I I don't know about the availability um, in Australia, but here in the United States, we have some online parent support groups. Um, And so I usually just send some information like, this has been really helpful for some of my other parents. um, And you will get to, to, um, ask some of your questions of people who have been there, um, on your, in your shoes. Yeah. So that's, that's generally what I, I say is, is stick with, um, with honesty and facts and then give some resources. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think cause, um, I know I had that conversation as well with my mom and my speech pathologist. Um, and she was basically what you said, just, um, cause I, there's no point in, in giving, uh, I guess people, false hope I think um and because it is stuttering it can um it does change so it's not one um it's not one um thing as well so um yeah I think it's super important um as well it's just um and, and also because it helps in the whole journey I guess um and the yeah. whole stutter, and, um, acceptance thing yeah and just because um just because stuttering will likely be around, it doesn't mean that there isn't things that we can't work on. Um, it's not like, oh, well, yeah. you know, they're going to stutter forever. So, um, you know, yeah. what is there to do? There's still plenty that we can do um, to help um, yeah. in terms of 
um, improving confidence and feeling yeah. comfortable stuttering. Um, so that's something that I would also, um, you just jogged my memory, something else that I would, <laughs> would talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. We can work on together. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, um, it's so good as well, because it's so important um, just to know that, like, like you said, just because um, it may not ever go doesn't mean that it can't be supported or the other child can't be supported as well. Um, so kind of going along the same lines of support, um, what are some of the things um, that parents can do to support their children at home um, who stutter or have just found out that um, maybe their child has a stutter? Um, so I think the the best thing that parents can do is um, get their questions answered, but also understand that um, their child is wonderful, um, yeah. that stuttering is a piece of them, and yeah. to um, promote acceptance, um, to um, love them like they always would, <laughs> um, to listen to what they have to say. Yeah. Um, parents are already wonderful, um, and just to continue continue being, um, being the supportive parents that they are. Um, yeah. I think, um, parents are often like, oh my gosh, they're stuttering. We have to do something. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. well, speech therapy can be really helpful. Um, but it's, you know, this is the way that your child communicates. And so there, yeah. you really don't have to do anything. Um, yeah. you just have to be a supportive parent. Um, but I think, uh, what's helpful is um, asking uh, speech pathologists um, for resources. There's lots of good, um, if not national, then international resources around stuttering. Yeah. Um, I always tell parents to um, start following. Um, a lot of parents have social media. Um, start yeah. following some stuttering organizations online and see how they talk about stuttering yeah. or yeah. what resources they share. I find that that's really helpful and it gives parents just digestible information. It's not overload. Um, yeah. It only pops up in your feed every once in a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then they can slowly learn about it and um, they can also yeah. hear people who stutter, which is nice. I think oftentimes um, when children start stuttering, the parents are like, oh my gosh, um, we don't know anyone who stutters, um, yeah. and, or maybe they do, but they're celebrities or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's nice to connect with organizations because then they get to hear many people stutter and realize that their child yeah. is not alone. There's nothing wrong with their child. Um, and, uh, that can be really comforting for parents as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. And I think we have a couple organizations over here, um, which are really good. I, I attended a couple of those um, little sessions and I had um, the main person was a, someone who stutters. Um, and it was it, it was just really enli enlightening, I guess, to hear everyone's um, story. And some people were ranging in age groups as well. There were some adults there and some people who were 10 or um, 8. And it was just so it was so good and I think at that time as well I I wasn't really I didn't want to tell anyone that I had a stutter I was really ashamed of my stutter um and I think it, it's so good that to hear other people talking about their experience and it's not all positive experience as well some were saying that today like we've had a bad day uh, my stuttering wasn't as good I couldn't get through a couple of things um 
and just hearing real life situations um as well is is so good um yeah yeah there's been a ton of research about um support groups or groups of people yeah. who suffer that it's very helpful for kids um teens adults so um i'm glad you found those resources where you were yeah. um i think i've i've have heard so many good stories. Um, and so I think those can be really powerful for, for parents, um, and kids especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I've got a couple of questions from, um, the followers of both of our pages. Um, a couple of them, I don't know their names cause it was from, um, the last time I put them up there, but, oh. um, they're all, yeah. <laughs> Um, so the first question is, what kind of therapy do you do, you, do you use in America? Because I'm actually quite interested about this one as well, because um, obviously we've got quite a few different programs that we have over here. Um, but it, I don't know if it's the same thing or if it's different, because um, I know I, I did um, one, I think it was called the Lidcom program um, when I was um, really young. And it's more focused on um, uh, uh Toddler, not toddlers, but I don't know the right word of them. But um, yeah, early childhood. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Early childhood stuttering. Um, and then as I got older, and I um, I went to um, speeches when I was older. Um, I had more um, school based um one. So I know I had one where I had to. Um, it was called um, slur, uh, syllable time speech. Um, which was more talking in in syllables. Um. Mm-hmm. And then it was, uh, what's that one? I think it was like slowed, slowed speech. So more slowing, um, slowing the speech down. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering if it's kind of the same thing in America or if it's a little bit different. Um, so I think, I think that it's, um, it's a little bit different in that um, in yeah. the United States, um, there's not one particular program that is, popular or used all the time. Um, I would say that, um, I've been inspired by several programs, but I don't do, uh, one program on its own. I actually think that's pretty important to consider since we were talking about every person who stutters is different. Um, thinking about our approaches being different as well. Um, yeah. And then the the syllable time speech um, and and the slow rate those are those are strategies, um, and yeah. so um, I've heard of them before. Um, I tend to like um, using in my sessions, and again, it's really up to the client. But um, I tend to yeah. use more of the stuttering modification strategies. So um, supporting my clients to openly stutter to maybe even voluntary stutter mm-hmm. to feel comfortable. Um, and then working on maybe like cancellations or, um, pullouts. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of those in your sessions. Um, <laughs> no, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> basically they're, they're just fancy terms for, um, getting through moments of stuttering. So maybe you pause oh. and, um, start again or, yeah, um, yeah. Would, that would be cancellations. Pullouts would be that yeah. you um, just pull pull the words out. Maybe you change something yeah. about your tension or airflow or yeah. whatever it is. You make a little change and, yeah. and just yeah. pull them out. Um, so really with an emphasis on um, 
on making it more easy to stutter um, instead of stuttering less. It's sort of just a, sh a shift yeah. in thinking um, a little bit. Um, and it's, it's really yeah. inspired by um, a American speech pathologist that was famous like way before you and I were born. Um, <laughs> and um, he did a lot of his work in like the 1930s and 40s and oh, 50s, wow. but okay. he's still yeah. um, so famous. His name is um, <laughs> Charles Van Riper. Um, and those okay. are his strategies and they're still yeah. widely used today. Um, yeah. so I use those, um, with some of my clients, but again, it's really, um, up to them, whether they like them, whether they use them, um, I'll, I teach it to them in the context of, um, these are tools for you, but, and they're not for yep. me, so you don't have yeah. to do them for me. <laughs> um, and, um, and do, do what you want. Um, but I would say I really like to use, the counseling approach that we talked about. Um, I like to do yeah. a lot of um, work around self-compassion. So like the mindfulness, um, yeah. connecting with others. Um, so a bunch of different approaches. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, because every child is different, it's so good. Um, it's so important that each approach is also a little bit tailored for them as well. Um, and I, yeah, I, I've heard about the, um, the um stop one um it's, it's, it, it might be called something different over here but yeah my mom used to do it when I had to do um my practice um like in the car and stuff she'd be like if you stutter just stop and then kind of start again um and that always used to help for me um as well but yeah um um so what should teachers know about stuttering and what should they do or not do if they have a student who has a stutter? Mm. Um, let's see. If teachers have a, a child who stutters in their class, I think the best thing that they can do is um, promote active listening. So show yeah. the child that you're listening, provide um, them with enough time to talk, but also model yeah. that for all the students. Um, yeah. I think also just taking time to connect um, with uh, any students that they have who stutter, make sure that um, they um, have a conversation around how can I help. Um, yeah. I think uh, some of the things that they shouldn't do, um, ask them to hurry up. I mean, all those um, really yeah. triggering um, yeah. things that teachers might say. Um, uh I, I think teachers are well-meaning, but as somebody yeah. that, that was a teacher, you're short on time and um, yeah. you're trying your best to get everything done in the day. But the yeah. reality is that, uh, that people who stutter just need extra time. Um, yeah. So being, um, being mindful, um, being aware yeah. um, and making your classroom a safe space for people who stutter is, is really important. Yeah, 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 and like 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 you said, it is coming from um a well-meaning place. Um, but yeah, realistically, there are certain things that um is a bit more challenging for people who stutter. And I think, like you said, it's so important that um everyone that they're aware because I I know I I used to tell all my teachers that I had a stutter um beforehand, and um my mom like one of the speeches gave us a a um 
a pamphlet for teachers who stutter. It was about like all information um, about stuttering um, and about childhood stuttering, um, which was really good. Whether or not they read it is up is up for a thing. But but I, the the point is, at least um, we we gave it to them and they were more um, aware that I have a stutter and just kind of um, be a bit more mindful um, about how they approach certain situations, I guess, um, which is really important. Yeah. Um. So Pedro asked, "What is the most effective method for reducing stuttering?" Mm. Would you say? Gosh, I don't know. For reducing stuttering, I mean, I I think um, I think that um, we know that, um, like we talked about before, that stuttering mm. is variable. We yeah. know that. Um, that people who stutter uh, likely will continue to stutter or, or go through periods in their, their life where they stutter. Yeah. And so I think if we're looking for, I, I hate to disappoint her, um, but I think if we're looking for, um, you know, kind of like tricks and tips to reduce stuttering, I feel like we're probably yeah. searching for, for something that um, is going to lead to a lot of frustration. Um, yeah. I think, um, something that I, I talk about with my clients is, um, okay, you want to, I hear that you want to reduce your stuttering, but what would you like to do instead? So, um, maybe she, uh, is feeling like, I don't know, she'd like to be able to, um, order at the drive-thru or something have it be an easier experience. Okay. So what could we do? What could you change so that that experience is easier? We know that stuttering will will likely be there. So what could you do to, yeah. to and maybe it's you self-disclose. Um, maybe you tell them when yeah. you pull up, I stutter, I might need a minute. Or yeah. maybe you, um, I don't know, uh, maybe you throw in a voluntary stutter, see how that goes. Um, yeah. I, it, so really it's more about, thinking about what are the things that you feel like you're missing out on because you're stuttering yeah. and seeing how you can make those experiences better um, instead of focusing yeah. so much on reducing stuttering. I don't, does that seem fair? Yes, no, absolutely. And <laughs> and because stuttering is such a unique thing um, and a lot of the time, um, I don't know if I, I can't speak for everyone, but um, from personal experience as well, being in those kind of situations where um one people are waiting behind you um or you're ordering in a line or you're at a restaurant or something can be quite um triggering and that's a lot of the time when stuttering does occur because it is in those high anxiety places um so like you said it is so important um to not think about i guess reducing stuttering but more about how it can be a more of a um easier or more comfortable um experience um as well because it is real life situations that um are quite unavoidable, I guess, um, at some point. So um, instead of more about um, thinking that oh, I like you don't have a stutter, it's more about thinking of ways to support the stutter, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to stutter more um, easily. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so Brown Cub Speech asks, tell us more about your experiences with stuttering. Uh, hello, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley runs Brown Cub <laughs> Speech. Tell us more about stuttering. Um, I don't, that's a very broad question, Ashley. Uh, 
<laughs> I think what she's getting at is, is a lot of what we've talked about, um, you know, running my own practice um, and yeah. um, the different approaches that we have been talking about, like um, the counseling, the mindfulness, um, incorporating um, a lot of opportunities to connect with people who stutter, whether it's um, in person or um, yeah. whether it's, you know, I really like to um, pull up uh, social media um, and show videos of uh, kids who stutter. There's tons of organizations that have great yeah. videos um, or um, yeah. sometimes even TikTok um, as long as yeah. they're appropriate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I do that, I don't know. Does that answer that question you think? No, yeah, for sure. Um, and like you said on, on TikTok, I saw this. Um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, I, I think her name's Jessie. Um, and she um, sh- she started and she's from um, London. Um, but it's the way she um shoots her videos. It's it's more about um, she just kind of goes into her car and um orders things from drive-thrus and it's not for her it's um it's and sometimes yes she does tell um them that that they start up but it's um I think it's also important to see the reactions of other people um and how they um hear stuttering and um some of them would be like um would interrupt her sometimes if she can't say something or she's blocking um, and sometimes they'll let her have the time and it's so important um, to just um, let people have the time and I think also because on TikTok you get so many views like so quickly um, it's yeah. so it's it's really good awareness about stuttering um, which is really good so that's also a really good um, resource as well that's um, she's really really cool yeah um, there's times um, I really yeah um, I like following uh, Mark Winsky on TikTok is one of my favorites. Yes. He's American yeah. from New York. Um, I I agree. And I think the more that um, people who stutter are on TikTok, um, are on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, whatever the other social media is out there that I don't yeah. even know about, um, I think the better. <laughs> and I, I think just the more that, that the general public gets to hear people who stutter, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's so important um, for acceptance and awareness. And then, um, you know, maybe one day we'll live in a world where um, it's a communication style and it's not um, unusual. Yeah. And um, I, th- I think it's mm-hmm. a good thing to strive for. Yeah. Um, so Starter 101, Michelle, um, asked, for a brief account of your Instagram account and what inspired you about it. Um, and then she also asked, what's the most common thing that you notice about kids who stutter? Oh, um, so my Instagram account, <laughs> I, I started um, a while ago, um, just as uh, when I was a school-based speech pathologist um, and it was just about my day. Um, yeah. And then, as I said, I got really um interested in working with kids who stutter. And so I started posting about that a lot more. Um, and as my interest in that grew, um, I realized that, um, a lot of speech pathologists, um, wanted information about stuttering. Um, it is, we learn, we all learn about it in graduate school, but, um, it's not a very 
it's not very common um, in terms of um, a typical caseload for a speech pathologist. And so a lot of people yeah. don't have a lot of experience. Um, yeah. And so um, I decided to really um, uh, devote my page to spreading awareness and um, ended up creating my private practice and just getting yeah. very excited and interested in stuttering. Um what was the, what's the most common thing that I noticed about kids yeah. who stutter? Yes. Yes. Um, the most common thing, uh, I don't know. They're all so unique. I think, um, yeah. that, uh, I guess the, the, the thing that I noticed the most is that they're, they just want to communicate just like yeah. every, you know, they just want to be able to, um, to talk and be, um, I don't know, carefree with what they're saying. And, and ultimately yeah. they realize that they can be, um, yeah. but it's just a, something that's different. Um, yeah. but that's generally their goal is they just want to be able to communicate. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If yeah. That was better, but that's no, no, <laughs> That, that was good. That was good. Um, this one was from my sister. It's, it's a bit more of a specific question. Okay. Um, so um, I know that there's an area that you also uh, focus on, which is literacy um, and speech as well, which is so cool. Um, now, she did a bit of a research project at uni about um, the links between dyslexia and stuttering. Um, I'm not sure if you've looked into that um, or even other um, stuttering and other learning um, conditions, I guess you can call them. Um, so do you know of any links um, between literacy and stuttering or literacy and dyslexia, maybe other communication conditions in general? Um, so there there has been research and I, I couldn't tell you the, um, I don't know, the percentage of um, kids who stutter who also have other um we'll just call it learning differences, um, other learning differences, yeah, yeah. um, or, um, there's been connections to anxiety and depression, which I think makes, um, yeah. sense. Um, sense, and, yeah. um, so there, there has been, been links. I think if we think, um, research has found that, that people who stutter, um, have, uh, very subtle, but, um, differences in their brains. Yeah. Um, and so if we think about it from that perspective, um, that, uh, stuttering is sort of more of a, like a neurodiverse, um, mm. uh, thing, then it makes sense that there would be other neurodiversities included as well, um, for some people. Yeah. So, so it makes sense that um, a person who stutters might also be dyslexic. I feel like ADHD is the most common, so attention deficit okay. hyperactive disorder. Yeah. Um, I wish I had. I did a post about this. I'll have to send it to you <laughs> so you can share yes, it with your sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, wish I could. I can like see the post, um, but I can't remember all the percentages, and I also yeah, can't remember yeah. all of the differences. Um, but I think if we think about it as as stuttering is um, being a, di a diversity, a, a type of difference, yeah. then it makes sense that there would also be some other, we'd call them co-occurring, but um, yeah. differences that also occur. Um, and so it makes sense. Um, but as to why or how that manifests, I could not tell you. I feel like no, we, yeah. <laughs> we need a, a neuroscientist to help us out there. Yeah, but it, yeah. 
there is um certain percentages and I'll I'll share it with you. Yeah. Um that it's just as is interesting. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's you or that's everybody. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it's really cool. And I know um I sometimes feel I think my, my parents have picked up it on as well that I sometimes have um I may have dyslexia or something like that because I have trouble um with understanding um things sometimes understanding sentences or what um people are trying to say or un- like um understanding I'm not sure if that is dyslexia but um I sometimes have difficulty with writing my sentences as well um structuring sentences I've noticed was um something and I I was going to get a, a, a dyslexia um test done um but with COVID and everything it got a bit um um on the back end but um yeah so I was also really interested in that and then when when my sister did the um research thing for her assignment um it kind of made a little bit more sense I was like maybe there could be um a link maybe or something like that but um I know there's so many possibilities and I think with stuttering as well like you said it's so unique that really anything um there's so many other things that could come under as well because it is um a neuro um thing but yeah it was over it was interesting to know that maybe there was um because I did have I did find that sometimes yeah and I also have um troubles with um lefts and rights I get confused with those really easily um but I'm yeah I'm not sure if that is a dyslexic thing or it could be some other kind of learning um difference maybe yeah Yeah. I always say if if you feel like you would benefit from extra support go go get the testing Mm -hmm. I mean I know like some adults um, who get tested for ADHD as adults or, um, you know, if yeah. you feel like there'd be something would be helpful to you in life, go, go do it. And, and, um, worst case yeah. scenario, you just rule it out. Like, nope, not exactly. And, and you move on. Um, but sometimes yeah. it can really help to, um, find your resources and then connect with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. I think also, um, because I, I wanted to get the test done as well because I was going into my HSC or, or, or the big exams that we do at the end of um, school. Um, so if I needed a little bit of extra support, that at least would have the option. But like you said, worst case scenario, I don't have it. And it's it's at least one thing I um, I can cross off, um, right. which is good. <laughs> um, so there's so many things that we could talk about. Um, and I would love to have you on again. Um, and you're always welcome whenever you want, um, whenever you have a free moment. <laughs> um, I know you're busy. Um, but I thought we would end off the game with a little bit of a would you, not would you rather, um, uh, celebrity heads. Um, I, I haven't played it yet with another guest, so I thought it would be um, fun to do it with you. Um, I'm not sure if you've played it before. No, no okay. I don't, I don't know what it means. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> celebrity heads, <laughs> it's, it's really fun. Oh. Basically, the aim of the game is to try, the other person has to, or I have to guess, what celebrity on top of my head by um asking yes or no questions and okay. all you have to do is say yes or no okay um if I, i'm not i've got to try and guess who the person is okay so okay. i thought of a person um so oh wait yeah i've thought of a person i'm getting confused now <laughs> i thought of a person um and you have to oh wait hang on i'm getting confused i have a person in mind okay and you have to guess <laughs> I've gotten confused. Um, I think so. I, wait, now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, yeah, you, you have to try and guess 
I have to try and guess who the person is. Oh, wait. You think of a person in mind, and then I'll try and guess who the person is at the top of my head. We'll go like that, if that makes sense. All right. I'm trying to think of a good person (laughs) that you would know, and I would know. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I think I have them. I think, or this person. Okay. I think you know who they are. Yeah. I hope. Okay. okay. (laughs) We'll just go and see what happens. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, is it a girl? Yes. Is it a singer? Yes. <laughs> um, for some reason, I'm thinking Britney Spears, but I don't think that's. Oh well, I love that answer, but it was not. It's I'm happy to know <laughs> no. that Britney Spears was your first guest because I love her. Um, but it was not. <laughs> it was not her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh, this is tough. Okay, I'm going to say, was it a judge on The Voice? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that she's been a judge on okay. The Voice. Um, does she still sing or is she kind of retired? She recently came out with a new single. Is it Beyonce? Yes, <laughs> it is Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> that was her. good. That was good. <laughs> She's awesome. Her new song is so good as well. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, I've got a person. So you try to guess who it is. Okay. Um, let me see if I can think of different questions to keep our <laughs> listeners intrigued. Yes. Um, <laughs> does this person... Um, uh oh gosh okay think martha um <laughs> are they um american yes yes has to be yes or no okay okay american. <laughs> um are they a politician no okay good uh, <laughs> um that would be no fun for anyone let's see um no <laughs> are they an athlete no no, also, okay, not an athlete. Um, are they, let's see, try to think. Um, what else might they be famous for? Um, are they a singer? Yes. Okay, they're also a singer. Okay. Um, uh, do they prefer he, him pronouns? Or do they use, I shouldn't say prefer, that's not very, do they use he, <laughs> uh, No. Oh, no, no, yes, no, yes, yes. Yes? yes. Okay. Oh, but I don't know good. if he would prefer it. Okay, <laughs> intriguing. All right, let's see. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, singer. Oh, is it, wait, no, but he's not. I was going to say Harry Styles, but I think he's British, is he? Is that who you're thinking he's of? He's British, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, oh gosh. Can I get a clue? There is one question that will kind of okay. Um okay, I'll give you a clue. I'll tell you he he isn't alive. Not alive. Oh, oh. Um is it No. No. Okay. No. Oh my gosh, no. I'm so proud of this. <laughs> He's cool though. He's cool. No, I, he sounds very cool. Um, I, 
not alive anymore. No. Um, all right, I'll guess one more, and then then you have to tell me. Um, <laughs> you got this. Not alive anymore. Oh, who's not alive anymore? Lots of people. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh I don't know I feel stumped who is it <laughs> it's Michael Jackson oh <laughs> that's a good one it's tough it's tough because that's there's, there's so one. many people who aren't alive as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It was, it was, it's it's my first time playing it with a guest on um, my show, so that was good. <laughs> it was it. good. It was it's good. a fun game. After <laughs> maybe I'll have to play it that a with a, a client or something. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to do it with um with my tree as well. We used to play it with the cards. We used to do it with the cards. Mm. Um, oh yeah, it would be really yeah. difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much again, Martha, for joining me. Um, and thank you so much as well for um, th- the work and support you- that you do for people who start out. Um, it's so, um, it's really, really good. And it's really um, good awareness as well. Uh, and your Instagram page as well. It's um, amazing awareness for people who start out. And um, it just makes people um, who start out feel less alone, um, which is so important. Um, so thank you again for the- all that. <laughs> um yeah, and if you would like to join me on a future podcast, um, just DM me or email me or if you want to contact Martha. Um, all of um, our links will be in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Thank you anyway, so is much. There, is, there, is there anything that you want to say as well? Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say thank you for having me. This was so fun. <laughs> and hopefully maybe you'll you'll let me come back and we can talk more. Oh, for sure. Um, thank you for what you're doing um, because <laughs> your podcast is amazing and and I love um, sharing. I often share things from your page with my clients. So, um, oh, you thank you. Good work as well. Um, oh, you thank you. Yeah, no, but it's good. It's 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 really good on Instagram as well because I like I never would have met um, half of the people. I never would have met you as well, Martha. I never would have met half the people that I've met on Instagram. Um, and it really has helped me as well. And also because I am. Um, Oh, I just closed the tab by accident. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I was, yeah, I've met so many people, and um, and like it wasn't. It was only about a year or two ago that I wouldn't. I couldn't even um say that I had a starter. I would just. Uh, I would just have like a complete breakdown. Like it would have been too much. Um, but even just um talking about it has made me um feel so much more um open about stuttering. Um, and it's so important as well. Um, but yeah. So thank you, Martha. Thank you. Um, So thank you, everyone. See you.